Welcome to Piloting the Pilots, the podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights of the small screen or crash and burn. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my Shakuz, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? I'm I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the whole podcast like you are like trying to figure hey, out. Hey, just one what... more thing, though. Just... <laughs> just... Just one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Just one more thing. <laughs> Just one more thing. Just one more thing. Hey, I want to address the <laughs> elephant in the studio. Oh, God, what? The Baba? Yeah, I was like, what is he doing in here? No, no, no. I am super <laughs> duper angry right now. Yeah, at Peacock? At Peacock. The streaming service on which we watched it's Columbo. Columbo the was the show that we watched. Columbo was the show that we watched. Yeah, it's the NBC streaming service called Peacock. This show. Mm-hmm. Is an hour and fifteen minutes long. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, Columbo, the first episode. Not saying it was bad. Not saying it was good. I'm just saying it's long. It's long. The whole meat and potatoes of the whole thing mm-hmm. is you know the murder from the beginning. Oh, from the get. The whole thing is just how Columbo figures it out. Figures it out. Yeah, you know the end game. Yeah, and literally. He sits down with the murderer and he says, this is how you do it. Uh And Peacock decided that was the perfect time. To skip to the second episode. So there was no closure for us. So we went back to try to watch it from where it left off. They won't allow that. You'll have to rewatch it from the beginning. So then we tried fast forwarding. They won't allow that. You'll have to watch the commercials again. So we did not get to watch the closing minute. Like we didn't get of, the, of how all the circumstantial evidence we, is going to put this guy away. Yeah, we we went we went an hour and fifteen minutes mm-hmm. in, and we were both like, he can't do this. Like yeah. with the information he has, there's no way he can figure it out. And he sits. Well, not like, that he can't figure it out. That he can't get an actual conviction. Yeah, you can't get a conviction with the yeah. information he has. He sits down and he says, "This is how I'm going to get this conviction." And it goes to the next episode. And it went to the next because episode. because F.U. Peacock. Credits weren't even rolling. Like, no. I get it. If the credits are rolling, go ahead and skip to the next I've episode. Seen that, I've seen that happen That's before. That's how it works. We're... But this was like, oh, they've, there's two minutes left in the episode. Skip to the next episode. Even though it's like, no, we needed that last minute. Yeah. Because that's where everything gets tied up in a pretty bow. That that's the that's the whole point of the show yeah. was that last minute. <laughs> exactly. And we missed it. And like we both were like watching because you're you're paying attention yeah. to the show. It's a yeah. good show. It's a good show. <laughs> and we're paying attention. And we're like, how's he gonna do this? Yeah. And then all of a sudden we see at the bottom of the screen. It's yeah. like episode two, and there's like a timer going. Yeah. And we're and like, we're like find the, the remote. Where's the remote? We missed it. <laughs> we we couldn't find the remote in time. <laughs> so I'm already a bit peeved. Yeah. With Peacock. Peacock, not Columbo. Not Columbo, but Peacock, Peacock. for sure. W- w- I, r- I am going to tweet. I'm yeah, we s- need we need to write them and be like, I'm dude, write- why don't you wait until the credits are rolling to skip to the next episode? A sternly word tweet to Peacock because <laughs> that is garbage. Yeah, that was garbage. Anyway, so as we've already mentioned, we watched Columbo. Columbo mm-hmm. And you want to give us a very detective-like synopsis of this? No, no. Do you want to do a Columbo voice and give the synopsis? No, not really. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Los Angeles. No. (laughs) Los Angeles homicide detective Lieutenant Columbo uses his humble ways (laughs) and ingenious demeanor. Ingenuous? Wait, what is that? Ingenious. That's how you spell ingenious? Is it? That's not how you spell ingenious. It looks like ingenuous. Yeah, Like disingenuous. Yeah, it looks ingenuous, right? Yeah, ingenuous. Ingenuous. He's both. He's ingenious and ingenuous. (laughs) (laughs) And an asshole. To wrinkle out even the most well-concealed of crimes. Episode synopsis. A brilliant tort attorney? Wait. Wait, that's not it. That's not what we just wrote. That's not what we watched. 
Uh, give us your best episode synopsis in a line. Two writing partners, Mm -hmm. they try to dissolve the partnership and one kills the other one and tries to hide the murder in a million different ways. And And he's very clever about it, but Columbo figures it out. He figures it out. Or so we assume. He may have gotten away (laughs) scot-free. He is a rich white man. They get away with everything. Get away with everything. It's fact. It is fact. Fact. They get away <laughs> with, with everything. everything. It was. It's almost like maybe we should apply our laws to everyone, especially to rich white men, or, or not have laws at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the people who are going yeah, to. Yeah, if abuse if you it. come across a rich white man, know they're into some shady shit, and they're probably guilty of something. They're most likely. Most likely. That's why It I... doesn't matter which white man it is. He's guilty of something. That's like why I like to be middle class. <laughs> you guys are even worse, if that's possible. No one suspects the stable middle class white man. It is starring Peter Falk. He is Lieutenant Columbo. Mm-hmm. And he was in Murder by Death, which I believe is a Columbo movie. <laughs> I don't think I knew that I, when I read I, that I don't down. think he'll ever be anything other than Columbo. He was the granddad in Princess Bride. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the right. most overrated movie of all time. Oh, for sure. No, no, no. I'm not going to say I love that movie. Yeah. I don't like how it's become yeah. like everybody's thing. Yeah, it's sort of like how I feel about Hocus Pocus. I loved it when it first came out and everybody made so much fun of me for loving yeah. that movie. And even when we met, you were like, you like that movie? I was like, yeah, I love it. And then now all of a sudden everybody's like, let's dress up like Winifred. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Let's, and like, they like, are have you like, kidding me? They have like all day marathons of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Princess Bride to me was Princess so, Bride was the same way. It was so good. Yeah. And like it was Liked, but it wasn't as broadly yeah. lauded. It feels like it's become too just boring, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's just like, uh, like if you say... That's overexposure. Like, overexposure, I yeah. guess. Like, yeah, it, it's lost the charm yeah. that it had, mm-hmm. I think, I feel like. I, don't know. I agree. I don't know. Same with Hocus Pocus. I'm not... I like both of the movies a lot. Mm-hmm. I just don't like how it's become so... It's like... Marketable. Marketable. Commercial. It, it feels like the, a lazy answer to what your favorite movie is, maybe. Okay. No, I don't want to say that. I, I don't know. It just feels like... If you said, like, your favorite movie Star Wars, it's like, okay. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's not... The thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wanted, to, I wanted to be more. I don't know, but like again, it's not the movie's fault. Right. It's the fans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that out in a way that doesn't alienate half of our listenership. <laughs> anyway, Columbo was released March first, nineteen seventy-seven. The number one song was "One Bad Apple." One bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Ow, that hurt my throat. Uh, by the Osmonds. Uh, the number one movie was "Love Story," which was actually ah. my original choice for a Love Movie Month movie instead of. Oh my god! Why didn't we do that instead? I've never seen it. I thought it might be too depressing. <laughs> Probably. Love don't they me- die or something? I think so. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Ah. You. If you make a mistake, you better say I'm sorry. Which is a line for that movie, which I have not seen, but I have seen What's Up, Doc, okay. which stars Ryan O'Neill, who's in yeah, Love Story, yeah, yeah. and uh, he says that line in it, or Barbara, oh, God, what's her name? Streisand. Streisand, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> she says it or something, and, and they both like are like, what the f*** does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> which I really enjoyed. What are your predictions for Columbo? Ah, a grizzled detective will solve crimes. Nice. Ooh. Well, I, I come on. Yeah, I already I, knew what it was about. I couldn't really. That's kind of pretty much. It, yeah. It's, it's a cultural osmosis thing. Like, I've never well, seen it. Well, and I've it. watched it growing up. Oh, and you've seen it. Because, you know, I've watched all those old detective shows growing uh, up. Oh, I've never seen it. So yeah. this is totally new for me. But it's not like I've lived under a rock my entire life exactly. either. So I know something. Uh, the exploits of an eccentric rumpled detective. He knows more than everyone else. And this will probably get on people's yeah. nerves because, as we all know, solving crimes is a competitive sport. Hey, just one more thing. That's one more thing. <laughs> just, just one more thing. In terms of finding facts this week, at first I wanted to do like a detective. Were you going to give me like a Rorschach test? No, no I should do that though. Because Vagina. Of visual... Vagina. <laughs> Vagina. You always think everything's a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
I wanted to do like a detective test or like a police officer test, and mm-hmm. I looked some up, and they are the most basic questions <laughs> you've ever heard. <laughs> it, like the number one question on the police officer quiz is. Yeah. Three times a week, you have to go to a school to do a one-hour presentation. Okay. How many presentations do you do in a year? <laughs> well, three times 52. 52 right? It, yeah. It's like uh, 156. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, really? And I'm like, that's all you have to know to be a police officer? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, we do have to rework the system a bit. It's you like, know, so that they stop shooting autistic kids <laughs> and black people. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, no offense... Uh, <laughs> it was pretty basic is all I'm saying. Yeah. I was expecting a little bit more like you intrigue, know, mystery, yeah, like a detective's exam. Yeah, like mm-hmm. something like the the arterial spray right. was like in this pattern. What does that tell you? <laughs> no, that's only show writers for Dexter, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically what I ended up doing is did a little research into detective stories as a genre. Mm-hmm. So how old do you think detective stories are? Um, pretty old, I would imagine, because people like to see the murderer get justice. I would imagine that's like a cultural thing. I think probably, well, my favorite is Sherlock Holmes, but he's can't be the first. There's got to be people before him. Right. So how old? Just give a give a guess. Oh, probably around Odysseus time. Odysseus. Now, the funny you do mention that because that is sort of mentioned. Okay. But um, actually, detective stories aren't that old. Really. And they really didn't become a thing until the 19th century, about the mid-19th really? century. Do you want to guess why that might be? Why? Because of the Industrial Revolution. Okay. Prior to the Industrial Revolution, people lived in small agrarian Right, where everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody. Yeah. But with the Industrial Revolution, it, it, it brought people into the city where you didn't know oh. everyone. So it created this level of distrust because you right. didn't know your neighbors and there was violence going on yeah. and you didn't know who it was. It could be anybody. Yeah, and you wanted to see justice done. So, right. yeah, so you okay. wanted to see justice done. Now, that's not to say that there wasn't mysteries before then. Okay. And like Arabian Nights, there were, uh, there's a kind of a mystery tale, but it's more like he's not really trying to solve a mystery. There's just a mystery and he kind of like stumbles right. around it. Okay. It's not like a detective story. Right. And then there was uh, something called there's a Persian story called The Three Princes of Serendip. Okay. Which is actually where we get the word serendipity, which means by chance. So like, they were solving... <laughs> Wait. Serendipity means... What was that movie or show we were watching where they had to explain the word serendipity? <laughs> uh, was it Dash and Lily? No, Dash and Lily wasn't that stupid. It was another dumb Christmas movie. The Thieves. The, the, oh, oh, right. Uh, the, the Thieves. Uh, Christmas yeah. Catch. Christmas yeah, Christmas Catch. catch where yeah, they like bonded over serendipity. Right. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, that's my favorite word. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> well, guess what? It was a made-up word <laughs> making fun of the fact that this detective story was like just these guys blundering through. Nice. It's like, <laughs> so it was by chance that they wow. like, figured this thing okay. out. Okay. So prior to that, though, the first, what we would consider the first modern detective story, and granted there was a couple that came a little bit before it, mm-hmm. but like I guess the first popular one. Okay. And the one that like really is the big one mm-hmm. was uh, by Edgar Allan Poe, which doesn't really sound surprising to me. He yeah. seems like the type of person who would be Remorque, probably. Remorque, exactly. Nah. Dupont. I know detective stories, baby. Exactly, that was his first one. But even that came so early that there really wasn't a word in English for detective. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, like that hmm. was there, there was no. He wasn't like Detective Dupont. He was just Dupont, and he went and solved this right. crime. But, yeah, there was a couple things that came a little bit before that, but, like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know them. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's the first one that you would know. Right. And then, of course, the most popular detective is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Who was based on Poe's detective. Yeah, oh, cool. And a real person named Dr. Joseph Bell. Okay. And what's interesting about Sherlock Holmes is he is most famous for making deductions. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he never actually makes a deduction. It's kind of like that, like, uh, it's elementary, dear Watson, yeah. never appears in any of the books. Right. He doesn't ever actually deduce anything. <laughs> He's, deductions uh, involve drawing conclusions from a general statement. Yes. Whereas induction involves drawing conclusions for, from specific examples. Mm-hmm. So it's not that there's ash. It's the specific type of ash. Yeah. And actually, people now are saying more accurately what he does is abduction, Mm -hmm. which is the process of shredding your abs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Using an ab roller. And using all the evidence in in front of you and then forming a hypothesis from that. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. So, but w- the one thing that they say he does not do... Is deduce. He does not deduce anything. <laughs> <laughs> which brings us to the 1920s, mm-hmm. which is more about what we're talking about in today's episode, what the authors today did, mm-hmm. which is the golden age of detective fiction. So you're talking Agatha Christie? Talking exactly about mm-hmm. Agatha Christie, who is the first writer to actually allow the reader in on the process of trying to figure out the mystery. Ah, nice, Like, she put the clues in the book, and if you were paying attention, you could figure it out with Poirot. Yeah. You know, or Marple, Miss Marple. Mm -hmm. And that became like a, and that's the stuff that... They're the grandparents of Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Mm -hmm. It's very much that, and Cozy Mysteries draw exactly from that. I love Cozy Mysteries. A little bit after that, around the 40s, that's when... Those kind of fell out of vogue. Mm-hmm. A lot of writers felt that was too cutesy. Right. And so that's when we <laughs> ended up getting stuff like uh, hard-boiled stuff like mm-hmm. Raymond Chandler, mm-hmm. which is like your film new. When you think film noir, right. that's where it went, where it was more ambiguous yeah. and dark and gritty and stuff yeah. like that. Which is, I don't know where Columbo falls in A that. combination of both. They I wanted so. it to appeal to women. Right. Because... His <laughs> sex appeal is undeniable. Well, <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote it he, down. he does have some sex appeal. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's a way about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a very sexy he's way like about a, him. He's a sexy, rumpled leprechaun. Yes. Chain-smoking leprechaun. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, there, there's something very appealing it's, about him. It's not very un- attractive. He's not, he's not unattractive. No, he's not unattractive. I think the thing is he's just so unique. Yes, yes, And yes. that makes him very attractive. Not in a, like, a standard kind of way, but more as in a enigmatic kind of way. That's what that's what I said. I actually wrote that down where I said that he's atypical. Yeah. In his his sex appeal. Yeah. He's schlubby. Sh- yeah. He's a chain cigar smoking guy. Yeah. He's not what you would call traditionally handsome. Right. But he's there's sh- something just very sexy about him. He probably reeks of onions. Yeah, because he eats it raw. And he's a big old fuss budget. Yeah. But like nosy busy buddy. He's like a nosy busy but there is something yeah. Oddly attractive about sure. him. Uh, sort of like Jessica Fletcher. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but there's also something very attractive about her. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. maybe it's that intelligence factor that comes with being a great detective. Maybe. Maybe there's you something. It's, it's actually embodying the idea of intelligence being yeah. a sexy yes. attribute. Yes, exactly. You yes. know, like, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So, where, so you think he falls somewhere in between? He probably does. A little yeah, noir. Yeah, he's, he's both noir and cozy. Yeah. Because they don't want to make him too gritty. No. Because you might turn off a lot of women. Right. But they want to still bring in that sort of film noir style of, like, this chain smoker. And yeah. And he's kind of... A lone wolf kind of thing, and it's it turns like the the so it gen- brings a little bit of romance into it, and it turns the genre on its head a bit by mm-hmm. it tells you the first twenty minutes he is, is not in the show Columbo. No, not at all. We're just busy watching these two writing partners, and we're watching this one guy try to kill him, and you're like, "How's he gonna kill him? Yeah. Is this champagne poison? Is he gonna blow up the office?" Yeah, yeah. like I was like spitball like all kinds <laughs> of ideas in those first twenty minutes, and I loved. Every moment of that. And we were totally wrong. We were totally wrong, which was great. Loved yeah. every second of that. And, like, you don't understand, you understand, like, how he's setting up the murder, but you mm-hmm. don't understand how it's all coming together. Yeah, exactly. So, so it was very interesting. And then, of course, it, it was Jack Cassidy. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. is David and Sean Cassidy's father. As if, you know, Cassidy is such an unknown name. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you, and you, you, he looks evil from the beginning. Yeah. He really has that waspy thing about him yeah. that just like that Nazi flavor yeah he has a bit of a Nazi flavor yeah. doesn't he it's a disgusting flavor yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's not umami uh, and <laughs> like you said in your episode synopsis the episode is these two writing partners mm-hmm. who I love the idea of authors having an office yeah. Like, you can't write at home. Right. Like we ha- and well, I, there's too many distractions at well, home. Well, then I thought about that, and I think about some of the authors I follow, like, online or whatever, and I'm like, they always have, like, their, like, writer um, barn, writer shed, <laughs> uh, you know, in the Oh, wood. oh, oh, a big guy had it. It was a George somebody. Oh, my gosh. He was a really popular writer. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, 100 years ago. He had his own writing shed, too. Oh, George Orwell? No. No. Oh, uh, Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry I forgot the name. I just saw it, like, two days ago. I but, can't believe it's not sticking Well, I know Neil Gaiman has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck Wendig has one. Yeah. I, I, I guess he was a playwright. Does that help? George Bernard Shaw? Yes. He had a writing shed. <laughs> All you had to give me was that George yeah. playwright. I there got you it. Go. There you go. 
But um, I, I guess I do understand. It just seems like crazy to spend that kind of money on like a high rise right just to well i think it's because they were making like millions Millions of dollars so why not have yourself a high rise office i mean they were making like alligator head on your desk they no they had a saber tooth cat skull (laughs) on their head that was like in gold they had had been gilded they they had a regular skull and a shrunken skull (laughs) on the same desk I love the cover for Mrs. Melville's favorite murder. I looked it up for you. I actually yeah. looked it up to see if we could get a print of that. Yeah, because I, I want buy. that real bad. That's really, uh, as a, a cover yeah. artist, I can see it, that appeal. Yeah. It's really fun. And it's really fun that it's a fake book. Yeah, it's a fake book. <laughs> see, I want to do the fake book covers in these shows. Yeah, yeah that'd be That's cool. kind of like my ultimate goal, but I have no idea how to break into that. Yeah. But I'm doing real good as I am. <laughs> I work with Harlequin. I'm good. <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I think that would be like a really fun thing to do. Yeah, I think that's fun. Like like in Shit's Creek, how they were always reading these like bonkers yeah. books. You know, like yeah. just to make those book covers. Like The Taste of Soul. Yeah, or something. <laughs> or something like that. I was like, are these real books? These don't seem like real books. And the other the other thing I can't write or I couldn't understand about writing it was I don't understand writing teams. I understand it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, like Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett wrote right. Good Omens together. I never really understood how that dynamic works. Now, granted, this show does deal with that. Well, one is the actual writer, and the other one is more like the publicist, really. Yeah, like, apparently, well, at one point, they did write together yeah. actively. Mm-hmm. But at some point, uh, Jack Cassidy stopped Writing. Yeah, and just became like the face. But I think that's a fair trade. I be think quite so honest too, because Ken seemed more of an introvert and more of a hermit. Like he really did not want to be in the spotlight. Right. His so wife... I feel like that would be good because if I was a writer and I do not want to be in the spotlight, yeah. I'd be like, yes, please go get somebody else's face and have them do all of these tours and, I think and I wouldn't signing mind. stuff. I don't think I would mind it because you're making enough money at that point that's like, who cares? Do yeah. I need more? Right. I mean, I guess wasps need more. Wasps gonna wasps. Wasps gonna wasps. But like, Joanna even says at one point, oh, he would get his ideas. He was brilliant. He'd get his mm-hmm. ideas all day long, all night long. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is he never liked to talk about them. Yeah. And, she, and then she says uh, earlier in the episode that Jack Cassidy was yeah. the one who liked to go on the tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's a fair trade. I think that's a really because good you're trade. not going to sell your book if you can't publicize it exactly. But if you're not the type of person that likes that stuff, mm-hmm. self promotion, yeah, then it helps to have someone who's willing to do it. Plus, mm-hmm. you also have a. I'm actually defending Jack Cassidy, I know. the murderer, <laughs> I know. but I'm like, I think it would also be beneficial to him mm-hmm. to have someone who is. Maybe he's not actively writing, but you're not going to publish something with someone's name on it and they're not going to read it and give you some input. Like, I'm sure Jack Cassidy is going to be like, you know, first of all, a proofreader. He's a beta reader. Right. He's going to give you ideas that you can bounce Mm -hmm. off of, which is a invaluable asset to have. Because even if he's not active writing, he has writing experience, Mm -hmm. which means that he can give you good criticism. And Mm -hmm. he's going to give you really good criticism because his name is associated with it. And, you know, he's not just like a dumb either. He is really clever. Yeah. Like of how he did these murders. Yeah. So he knows how to come up with these ideas too. So if there's like a plot hole or something in your murder, he can easily fill it in. Yeah. So he's not maybe weaving the tapestry of the story, but he can also be like, you know what you should do? You should do something like this. Mm Because he is obviously capable of doing that. Yeah. And pretty well on the fly. Exactly. So I don't really understand. Although Columbo called his second murder sloppy. Sloppy. It kind of was, but it's also kind of really clever. It was. I didn't really have a problem with it. I think the only real reason it was sloppy was because so much murder was surrounding him at this point that it was like, okay, come on. (laughs) Yeah, you should probably stop your killing right now. (laughs) But it reminds me, like, the whole idea, going back to their their dynamic, their writing duo dynamic, it reminds me of, like, authors today with their beta readers. Mm -hmm. But specifically, I was thinking of the Weezer album, Maladroit, which okay. was, I believe, their fourth album. Mm. So they, so Weezer had done the Blue album. Yeah, which, love it. Which everyone loved. Love it. They did Pinkerton. That's which, pretty good. Too. Which I mean, a lot of people hold that up as their best album. Okay. Then they did. Uh, they took a hiatus. They did the Green album, which mm-hmm. would, brought them kind of back into right, commercial right. success. And then their fourth album mm-hmm. was Maladroit. Okay. And I don't have any uh, citation on this. I just remember. Okay. Reading this somewhere. 
that one of the things they did with Maladroit, it was they would put the tracks up online before the album was out. Okay. And they were like, hey, fans, tell us what we should do. And like, oh. this is designed by committee from hell. Wow. And it is still one of my least favorite albums. And Rivers Como said it was a bad idea. Yeah. Letting. Yeah. Let, never let more than two people talk about something. Yeah, he, he was allowing everyone. He was taking all this input in. Like, mm. how can I make this better? Yeah. And. It just made a kind of garbage album. Such as The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Yeah, that was designed by committee. What, what do you mean? With Johnny Depp. Oh, yes, yes, the yes, yes. Vampire Bunnies. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. It was just everybody just balking up ideas, need, and they put it all in there. We need a supernatural element to yeah. this. We need this. We need that. And yeah, it just and it was becomes, just like, no, this is now just vomit. It becomes bloated. It's idea vomit. So in my defense of the murderer in this <laughs> show... I think he, there's no reason why they couldn't have established some kind of relationship where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I write the books, but you're my sounding board. Well, but they did, but then Ken started feeling like he wasn't getting the praise he deserved. See, there's the ego There's thing. the ego thing, and that's why he wanted to split. He wanted to write on his own. Right. Because he was like... Like Nazi that. boy over here is getting all the attention for all of my work. Right, because he's the face of mm-hmm. it, because he's the one going on all these shows. Yeah. But then again, that's your fault, too, because you're mm-hmm. not doing that, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't so know. So, that's why they split. Well, how it all starts off is we see Jack Cassidy comes up to their office. Mm-hmm. He points a gun at uh, the other guy's, Ken. Ken's face. Yeah. And Ken is so brilliant. He figures it out immediately. He's like, you're not actually going to shoot me. You're not even wearing gloves. There's no bullets in the chamber. You know? yeah. and there were so many things that he was like, Your come finger's on. finger's not on the trigger. Your finger's not on the trigger. You're smarter than this. And so Jack, and he's like, ah, you got me. You got me. So Jack Cassidy is like, hey, I got this new place up in um, San Diego. San Diego. You'll be my first male guest, which is gross. Gross. Yeah, apparently this dude just gets women left and right. Yeah, and I was just like, they're going to his sex cabin. If someone invited me to, like, their known <laughs> sex cabin, be I would like, be like, no, Here's thanks. my sex I'm, dungeon I'm, coming down here. I'm fine. <laughs> and, uh, and the one thing about this show, like, there were so many times where people were just oblivious to obvious like i'm setting you up to murder you oh my god the woman he was blackmailing him i was like you are dumb as (laughs) he's a murderer he's going to murder you his plan is to now murder you and she's like i don't know should we have dinner alone together okay (laughs) okay you know he comes to ken and he's like you're taking all this money away from me right Hey, how about you come up to my remote cabin for the weekend? Let's just be friends at my remote cabin. And, and Ken's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. And even though he was so clever at figuring out that this was not a murder plot. Yeah, the and first then they, time. they go into his cabin yeah. and there's like plastic already. There's plastic <laughs> already on the couch. He's still wearing his gloves. He's still wearing his gloves, which yeah. Ken noticed which before. Which Ken noticed before, yeah. That he, you know. But the second time he's like, nah. No, because I'm going to call my wife and like lie to her or whatever. Yeah. And, like, the plan is good. Yeah, it's a good plan. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. But also, Ken didn't even know how to call his own house. No, he's like, operator. (laughs) And and Jack Cassidy's like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you your phone number so you can call direct. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, you're screwed, Ken. Yeah, so finally, Ken is finally murdered. (laughs) He he does it so that he's on the phone with his wife. Mm -hmm. Jack Cassidy says... Hey, call your wife. Say you're still at the office. And that you're working. Late. And that you're working into the. You're burning the candle at both ends. Burning wanna, that midnight oil. Burning that midnight oil. And then while he's on the phone with his wife, that's when Jack kills him. Which is great. So yeah. So she hears the gunshot. Yeah. She hears he just said, "I'm at the office." Yeah. And Jack earlier had like kind of ransacked the office mm-hmm. to make it look like there was a planted struggle. some evidence. Planted some evidence and everything like yeah. that. So then she calls the cops clearly well first she calls him but then she calls the cops she goes to the office and the cops are dicks oh my god they were so horrible to her they're like clearly something has happened yeah clearly they're... and they're like oh please he could have just up and walked away even though this place is ransacked and she's like i heard a gunshot and he's like whatever, yeah, whatever. Why don't you nothing go home? happened here <laughs> just relax get your pretty butt on home <laughs> so columbo shows up 
takes her back to her house where he ransacks her kitchen making omelets for her. Oh, it's so gross at And he's like, my wife says I'm the best at this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know if I want someone to spoil this for me or not. But do you think Columbo's wife is dead? I don't think she exists. I think I think she's dead. I think she's like a Canadian girlfriend. No, 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 no. I think it's I think it's a tragic love story. She okay. died young, but he still refers to her like she is like alive. alive. Yeah, probably. I, I yeah. Like that. Because like the whole time I was like, hmm, he has a wife, huh? He's yeah. using this kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know this for a fact. Right. I don't know if we ever get into. I know we never learned his first name. Oh, we don't. In 13 years, you never... Nice! He's always Lieutenant Columbo. His name isn't Jack? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I, I don't know. Maybe she does exist and we just never see her. Mm. But I, I I, have this like feeling like I'm like, oh my God, it would be such a tragic story <laughs> if she had died. But he still like keeps discussing her right. as if she is alive, alive yeah. and existing. Yeah, it was on for 13 years. Wow, that's long I time. think it's weird, though, because speaking from, like, Murder, She Wrote, which, mm-hmm. of course, we are experts at. Experts. I thought it was a strange, it was a different contrast, or was it oh, different contrast? It was a contrast to Murder, She Wrote, that you don't know a lot about him. Right, yeah. He just kind of shows up like a... Yeah, he just appears like, like, a, imp- like a friend husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, just kind of appears yeah, and like is like, let me help you out with this case. Whereas the pilot episode of Murder, She Wrote... You get everything. You get a half an hour just setting up who she is and what she's doing yeah. and like the type of person she her is. Her entire past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like what she does for a living, her yeah. husband. Columbo, you don't get any of that. No. He's just sort of this guy. He doesn't even seem really... Involved with the police department? No, he doesn't. He just seems on the fringe of things. He's always on the fringe because, like, yeah. she leaves the crime scene and then he shows up and she, he's like, you're wondering where I was, didn't you? <laughs> and she's like, kind of, yeah. It, it, it would be like if someone was just, like, a crime fanboy yeah. who, like, just hung out on the periphery like, I can't let the cops see Yeah, me. I was like, why are you leaving with him? Why are you taking him to your home? <laughs> she takes him straight to his house just yeah. because he whipped out a badge. Yeah. Like, I could buy a badge Oh, online. there's no way in hell I'm bringing you to my house. And then, and then the whole episode, like clearly, Columbo suspects uh, Nazi Jack, boy, Nazi boy, Jack Cassidy. Yeah. She, he suspects him from the get go, but it's, it, but no one is ever pointing out like. Hey, the person with the most obvious motive for killing Ken, mm-hmm. he's the one. No, who's... no, he said he knew from the very beginning. No, I get that, but like he didn't, he didn't have anything to prove it. Like, yeah, was... exactly. So he already knew Jack Cassidy was his number one suspect. Right, I know, but um, Joanna, mm-hmm. she kept being like, "No, no, it couldn't be Jack. It couldn't and be Jack." He, even though you've told me how he could have arranged the phone call thing, yeah, it's not Jack. I'm like, he. Oh, oh, it's organized crime. Yeah. That's who it is. Like, it's organized crime. It's kind of like a, a like a QAnon uh, yeah. type conspiracy where it's like, it's never um, Occam, it was Occam's Razor yeah. where it's like the most simplest answer simplest is always answers. the right one. Yeah, it's always this convoluted thing yeah. that would require hundreds of people like yeah. keeping their mouths shut. Yeah. It's like, that's the one we're going to believe. Not, <laughs> not, and maybe that, you know what? Maybe that does make sense. Maybe that is true to life. Like, people <laughs> want to believe the most far-fetched right. answer rather than the um, Oh, what? that obvious. is actually psychological fact. Why is that? Uh, I don't remember all of the details, but there's this huge look journal it about it. You look it up. <laughs> <laughs> there's this big journal about it of why so many people would rather believe in a conspiracy theory than to believe the obvious answer. I guess, I guess part of it is just our brain's natural tendency to be puzzle solvers mm. like you want to solve a right. problem but like i mean I, I well i think they would rather believe a conspiracy than to believe that somebody that they believe in is a bad person right exactly well and mm-hmm. also the thing with conspiracy theories i'm not saying they don't exist mm-hmm. but conspiracies that do exist tend to be very low scale yes that's yeah. why a lot of like ufo conspiracy theories have mm-hmm. been debunked over the years because mm-hmm. they're like the amount of people that would have to keep their mouth... Like, people yeah. like to talk. Oh, yes, they do. People leak crap all the time. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people you <laughs> would have to have... This is proven by WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> this has been proven by everything that try Everyone who tries to spoil that show. Yeah, it, it, perfect example. Perfect example. Perfect example. Because I was angry yesterday, just to cue you in, guys. 
I was angry yesterday because I needed. I was watching WandaVision mm-hmm. because I'm still watching it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, oh, and I already knew all the spoilers before you. Because I was just scrolling through Facebook. Y- you, yeah, you yeah. found out through Facebook. I was watching it. My son needed something, so I had to pause it. Mm-hmm. And while I was off doing that, I looked at my phone. Isn't this like noon? The yeah. day it came out, I looked at my phone and someone had spoiled the ending for me. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even looking for yeah. it. This is how you know conspiracy theories don't exist. Don't exist. Not. They're not going to work in this big convoluted not way. In the, not in the global scale no. that these very um, tempting conspiracy yeah. theories want you to think. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to be like five guys in a room. Yeah. And it's going to be very small scale. Yeah. It's it's like the Sony company. Look, I, I love my PlayStation. Right. And I've always loved PlayStation, and I will buy the next one. Right. But as soon as PS5 comes out, your PS4 no longer works as good as it used to. Yeah, exactly. Or, or like know? when the new iPhone comes out, suddenly yeah. the, the one you just had suddenly starts yeah. not they, quite they, working as they well. They give you an update, yeah. and it doesn't work as well anymore. Yeah. But that's a smaller scale yeah. conspiracy, though, yeah. and it's very specific. It's very specific. But when you start talking about like aliens mm-hmm. and autopsies and yeah. all this other stuff are... are um, Sex rings out of the basements of <laughs> pizza, pizza shops. Pizza <laughs> yeah. Then you're getting into like a whole kind of conspiracy yeah. that would never, ever, no. ever work. No. So um, Jack Cassidy keeps telling him like the guy with the most obvious motive mm-hmm. just keeps being like, "Looks like you're at a dead end, friend." <laughs> I know. I was like, "Wow, he's giving a lot of information here." Yeah, and he's like, he's like pointing him to like, yeah. Here's "Look this at this list." <laughs> doing weren't they just supposed to stumble on this stuff uh, but but then it kind of gets to towards the end of the show a lot of Columbo's gotcha stuff mm-hmm. doesn't really hold it water. was just all circumstantial I was I, like this is not going to prove a thing this is why I would have liked Peacock not to like totally cut off the last minute Peacock block us with <laughs> yes that's what they were doing Peacock blocking us <laughs> with with the answer because Basically, he points out to uh, a number of things. There's three things that he, he said were, like, the most damning evidence. <laughs> One yeah. was that when he found out that Ken died, he drove the hour back to L.A. Yeah. rather than taking a plane. That is crazy. There are yeah. so many reasons why you would drive exactly. rather than And could fly. you get a flight that late? He says that there's flights every half an hour. Fine. Okay, but it's still going to take me... I mean, he lives in the boom. He's in the yeah. So it's gonna take you. So it's still gonna take him like forty minutes probably to get to the airport. Yeah, I mean, assuming he's not. Then you have to wait and go through security checks. Of course, they're nowhere near as convoluted as they are now. But it's still gonna take a good twenty minutes. Yeah. Then you have to get a cab. Then you have to like take the flight, which is probably like thirty minutes. Well, he says it's a half an hour. So yeah. So then you have to get off that flight. Find yourself a cab and then take your cab to the next place, and that's going to take another half hour. So it's going to take the same amount of and that, time. And that's Jack Cassidy's excuse. He's like, when it all comes down to it, once you've gotten the plane, yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, if it's only an hour yeah. drive, it's actually probably. And faster. you know what? I'm not going to fly. Yeah. And if then, I have my car with me, I'm just going to drive. Then why would I leave my car at the lake? Yeah, it doesn't make any kind of sense. <laughs> and then, and I'm like, Jack Cassidy doesn't use any of these excuses, but. <laughs> These are like circumstantial things that get blown out of the water immediately is, well, I'm scared of flying. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Or um, I was so shocked by Mm -hmm. this news, I needed the drive to compose my thoughts. Yes, yes, exactly. I didn't want to be around people because nine to ten odds. Yeah, Somebody's going to recognize me and they're going to ask about these books. I don't want to talk about these books. Yeah, because he says... I need to get my thoughts together. Because kind of one of the gotcha moments is when he does arrive at Joanna's house and Columbus there making her... Yeah. <laughs> using up all her eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> yeah. Without her permission, seemingly. He's and like, he never does make those omelets. He's like... What? Yeah, he never does, doesn't he? <laughs> no, he puts the ingredients <laughs> together and that is it. He never does anything. That is it. When uh, Jack Cassidy arrives, he's like... Have they found him yet? Yeah. And Columbo's like, how did you know the body was missing? He's like, oh, it was all over the radio. Like yeah. people, And he's like, oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. like, all this stuff, like, that's nothing. Like, you have nothing. Yeah. And then his next thing is, okay, so later on in the show, now this is where I feel like Jack Cassidy really starts <laughs> effing up. Okay. Because he kills, he kills Ken at the lake an yeah. hour away in San Diego. Yeah. 
but he leaves Ken in his trunk. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. I was like, wait a second. Why? Would Why? Just we thought we body. were going to dump him in the lake. Because nobody had any reason to suspect he that was at the lake. Yeah. So you could have dumped him in the middle of the lake, tie him down with oh, rocks. Oh, wait, wait. He probably had to showcase the body so that he could get that insurance money. Because if oh. a body is missing, that doesn't mean they're dead and the insurance company might not pay even, out. And he even mentions corpus delecti or right. whatever, which, yeah. like, with no body, no murder or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. That's what it is. But, yeah, he dumps Ken's body on his own front yard yeah. saying it's the mob warning him about writing some book. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and so Columbo comes in and uh, just asks for a bourbon. That's such a yes. weird thing to me. And it because, happens a lot like, in old shows. Like, Jack Cassidy was like, would you like something to drink? And I was expecting water. Yeah. And he goes, oh, bourbon. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like. You and, just jumped up 20 notches. <laughs> in the 70s, everyone just had fully stocked. Drink carts. A little liquor cabinets <laughs> that you could just literally just order anything. Yeah. I'm like a, 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 <laughs> I'm like a Manhattan. <laughs> like. So weird. So it's such a weird change. Yeah. I mean, like, and this Columbo's not the first person to do that. No. Like, but it's just so odd. That this feels so removed from like yeah. anything. Like, if I went to a friend's house and they were like, "Do you want to drink?" God, I'd be like, "Yeah, I love some water." People would drink all the time. Yeah. Back or, then, or, on the job. Or if you come to my house, I'm going to give you a, basically a menu of what I have. I've got uh, water. I got juice. I and got you want, and You want like a beer or like some wine? You know, like. <laughs> I, but like, oh, wait, no wine. I just finished that last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when Columbo comes to his house, he notices that Jack Cassidy had opened his mail. Yeah. And he's like, you opened your mail. So? And he's like, yeah, because I was in shock and I was just distracting yeah. myself. And he's like, Bills oh, are distracting. Bills are distracting. <laughs> but this is his, like, this is his evidence. This is his he evidence. Opened his he mail. opened his mail. And then he accuses him of being unemotional. And again, it's like... This is Jack Cassidy, man. Who cares? Jack Cassidy doesn't do anything. But I guess what really busts him in the end is proto Shelley Duvall, (laughs) who is the, uh, the, she has a crush on him. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sorry, proto Shelley Duvall owns a general stoa (laughs) by the lake. Yes. She has a crush on Jack Cassidy. Yes. When Jack Cassidy comes up to the lake to visit, he tells her, She's asking, like, oh, who do you got, the redhead or the blonde? Right. And he's like, I'm here by myself. Mm-hmm. He goes off screen, makes a phone call to Joanna yeah. to, to and establish of course, an alibi. And, of course, she looks to see who's in his car. And she sees that Ken is in the car. Yeah. And so then she decides later to blackmail him mm-hmm. over a fancy <laughs> bowl of strawberries. strawberries. Like, they go to a <laughs> fancy restaurant, and they are served a buck fifty worth of of strawberries and ice. <laughs> I'm like, that's such a weird thing. <laughs> and she's just munching on him like a like a rabbit. Yeah, she's starving. like, so I want fifteen thousand dollars to be quiet about this. And he's like, yeah, okay. Why don't we go somewhere even more remote? And she's like, great idea. Great idea. And then when he's like. Taking her to a third location after their second. <laughs> their tertiary uh, location. After their second <laughs> quiet dinner. Yes. <laughs> then she's like, I don't know if I trust you enough to go out to the middle of a lake yeah. on a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, maybe we should take a moonlight boat ride. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know if I trust you. And he's like, Ooh. Oof, okay, I'll just beat you over the head with a champagne bottle. I wish you hadn't said that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so then he murders her. He must have driven home because he's at their her place. Yeah, he's at her place, yeah. He must have drove home. He got into his most comfy clothes. Yeah. His swim shorts. And see, it, okay, I was originally I was like making fun of I'm like, he murdered her and then he got changed? Right. And, but no, he had to dump the body and swim back and he didn't want his clothes all wet and smelling like pond. Right. Yeah, I guess it did make sense. I yes. thought he was going to say like he was with her and then she drowned. But now no. he's trying to set it up that she just drowned herself. Yeah, that she got really drunk. <laughs> yeah. And the boat capsized somehow. Even though it's a still lake and there's no Loch Ness monsters in there. No storm. There There, might be Loch Ness monsters. There's no big gators in there. There's no big gators in there. No. So we don't know how her boat mysteriously capsized. Yeah. And then, oh, and then I forgot about his final piece of evidence Mm -hmm. against him was he knows that there was a witness. He he feels like proto Shelley Duvall was the witness. Yes. 
but he doesn't know how to prove it because nope. he's dead now. Mm-hmm. But when he's looking around contaminating this crime scene <laughs> at the general he store. He sees a signed copy of one of Ken's and books. It, and it says, love ya, Proto Shelley. Yeah. Love Ken. Yeah. And he's like, it's the most romantic inscription <laughs> and ever. it's not. And it's not. It's the most generic thing yeah. like an author would like. It basically says to eBay. Yeah. yeah it, could, it, it has her name to it. But like, yeah. I have autograph books that are like. Yeah. Oh, I have autograph books with my names on them. It's it's not as something out of love. To my biggest fan. You know, yeah. whatever. Like, it just says love Ken. Like, yeah. And he's like a schmoozy womanizer anyway. So yeah. like. But like. For Columbo, this is like the piece of evidence that yeah. cracks the case. Yeah, so I would have liked to have known <laughs> how actual evidence well, to put this guy behind bars. In this, I'm going to tell you the most infuriating thing about this whole peacock block thing <laughs> is that it happens. He lays out all that stuff, mm-hmm. and Jack says it's all circumstantial. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I would have had a witness, but you killed her, didn't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, too bad she's dead." And he's like. But I do have another piece of evidence. <laughs> Episode two. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> it's like, well, would have liked to have that little Would have liked to have known how they put this rich white man away. And, you know, we're not going to put in the effort to watch a bunch of progressive commercials for you guys no. a second time. So we're progressive insurance. Progressive insurance. Not not progressive societally. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice if we had progressive commercials. <laughs> we do actually. Do we really? Oh yeah. Oh that's nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was it. I mean, like how did you feel about the show? How did I feel about the show? Oh, I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I enjoy detective shows like that. Those are I, fun to me. I definitely enjoyed it. It gave me a lot of uh, Murder, She Wrote type vibes. Yeah. I think I could enjoy this show on that level. Yeah. Which is to say, I could probably watch it over lunch, mm-hmm. you know, for a while. Yeah. A few seasons. I might get bored of it. Yeah. I might come back to it. Yeah. You know, kind of kind of show, mm-hmm. like kind of how we did with Murder, She Wrote. So I and watched, Magnum, yeah. And Magnum. Much watched, less detective, but you know. <laughs> Magnum was a paranormal investigator. We he know. was. <laughs> He investigated ghosts. I I really enjoyed it. I could definitely Mm -hmm. see myself watching it on a very casual basis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you want to hear some reviews? Sure. Now, I got some epic novels for reviews. Well, there's no way there's bad reviews, right? There's bad reviews. Seriously? Really? Yes. Wow. Because it's not NCIS bug guys? (laughs) I'm going to have to, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no yes, but guys, I'm probably gonna have to sort of edit this a bit, but you're gonna see where the gist of this is going. Okay, she wants to bang Columbo. Real, <laughs> I think someone does. Real Ved Mac says it's too unbelievable for me to enjoy. Okay, what really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Warning spoilers. Amazingly enough, this show lasted 13 seasons. That is achievement of epic proportions for such a badly written investigations show. <laughs> Main character Columbo is one of the most unlikable people ever portrayed in any TV show. He's, well, you know, I did say that he's being very pushy. He was being... And I was like, and not fun, busybody pushy like Jessica Fletcher, well, Jessica... but just kind of like annoyingly pushy. I think the difference there is white male versus... White woman. White, white woman. Old white woman. I guess it, like it's something. The way it comes off with Jessica Fletcher yeah. feels matronly or something like, right? Like motherly almost. Maybe, yeah. Where he comes off as like a white dude bossing people around a little. Oh, bit. okay, maybe you know that's what I'm saying? it. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a kind of there's a, there's a little difference yeah. there that I think makes a big difference. Yeah. Does that make sense? I was I was getting pissed off because if I was a murderer, I'd be super pissed. Well, that I, he was constantly in my face. Well, I think that's his. I think that's but his that's whole his thing. thing. But it made me feel bad for the murderer. Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh my god, just get away from me! I didn't do it." I don't like feeling bad for murderers. But I felt bad for Joanna too because yeah. she is the only one who is like, like the cops are no help. They're like, no. "You are a lying, crazy woman. Yeah, your husband is just out banging." Yeah, and then he just keeps like saying to her face, "No, your best friend murdered your husband." Well, and, and then, he's so mean and upfront about it. Well, and then not only that, he's like, "You're you got to be hungry. Look, let, let me drive you home. Yeah, I'm gonna make you some omelets." And she's like, "I'm really not hungry." He's like, "No, shut up, sit down. I'm gonna make you some omelets." Yeah, he was very pushy. Like it was just like, okay, I get what you're doing, yeah. but like I didn't like that. Yeah, this is why this person thinks he's unlikable. Okay, he smokes cigars. Stench of which is extremely unpleasant, which resulted in them being banned in restaurants long before actual cigarettes were. 
He is dressed like... Okay, okay, my dude. You are not a detective or an investigator. He, you know, back off this just is, a bit. This is why he gave it a one-star review. He's like, there should be a show written about me and my knowledge. <laughs> he is dressed like dirty, unmade bed. And he acts <laughs> like he has an extremely low IQ. This guy's missing well, yeah, articles that's, and that's, sentences that's all over the place. That's to put him off... Um, that's to get the murderers exactly. off kilter. Exactly. It's the whole point of the f- Yeah. To be like, oh, I'm not really capable or smart. What did you think He is lulling them into a false sense of, like, security, security, making them Mm -hmm. think he's a bumbling idiot. Yeah. And then they... That's his thing. And they relax their guard so that that's when he busts them. Exactly. By themselves, those negative points do not matter. They would be overlooked in typical cop show dealing with low-life criminals. Problem is setting of this show is upper echelon of society. What? Something I have to admit I am more than a little acquainted with. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pull your nose out of your own ass. I love the idea of someone of the upper echelon oh, of society. give me a break. Does he wear an ascot, too? <laughs> Going to IMDb, oh. purging himself of this oh. low life. Wow. <laughs> I, wow. I really want to know who this person is. Wow. Okay. And fact is, nobody I know would ever want to talk to this character. (laughs) Oh, my God. He would be asked to leave, reported to his supervisor, because I'm a Karen, for harassment and stalking, and in no way would people ever smile or be helpful towards him. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's a tool. (laughs) Reason why most people would watch investigation shows, the whodunit aspect, is this show's weakest point. Cry, no possessive on there. I'm really going to criticize your grammar yeah. if you're going to be this person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't care. But yeah. don't be this person. Exactly. Uh, crime is shown right at the start, so we know who the culprit is. Therefore, entire show, a uh, point of the show, is proving it. There was no actual investigation. <laughs> Basically, every episode, entire episode, Columbo talks to the killer, and the killer cooperates, and then the end confesses. Usually, confession is on bluff without any solid proof. Now, I will... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. right. His upper echelon society... Uh, <laughs> he's not wrong there. <laughs> he's not wrong there. You gotta give praise where praise is due. So, unless you believe that all these rich, intelligent people, like myself, <laughs> who happen to kill somebody are suddenly too stupid to know when to stop talking to a cop... This um, actually, yeah, a lot of rich white men are too stupid to know when to stop talking. You've proven your point, look at, sir, look, because you're still talking. Look at f***ing CPAC. Yeah. Like, these yeah. people want to. They yeah. want to say what they... Like, what, exactly. Yeah, they, they want to say it because they feel like they're canceled. This is how most criminals get put in jail, because they want to brag. Exactly. About how much better they are than everybody else putting them away. <laughs> I think we might finish this, <laughs> this review. That thing that cements my opinion about this show is that the bad guys were written mostly as people you do not even want to get caught. Because they're so great and they're from the upper They're crust. so likable. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. People like blackmailing victim uh, fighting back by eliminating blackmailers. One would need to feel that somebody who kills another person is evil just by that one act. Oh, my God. You know what? I want to call the cops on this guy and have him investigated. <laughs> he murdered because so Because he's murdered many so people. many people. <laughs> Actually, no. He's not smart enough to get away with just one murder. <laughs> Life is just not that black and white, which is why we have justice system in place, which counts with courts and judges and juries oh. and counts and dukes and lords. <laughs> and thieves. Columbo was written like a rabid dog that has no mercy, no compassion, and no decency. Utterly unlikable person. Why it went on for 13 seasons is probably a sign of how times were different back then. And this show would not last a single full season today. Oh, you. Isn't he awful? He's the worst. Isn't he the worst? He's the I worst. I guarantee you nobody in the 1% is going to goddamn IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a tool. This guy thinks way too much of himself. Itemize everything. This is data con. Itemize everything. Let's 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 break that down. <laughs> because like Columbo actually did a write off on a 25 cent hot dog. <laughs> that was my favorite part. That was <laughs> my one <laughs> guffaw line. 
He takes someone from the insurance agency to a rinky-dink. He bribes them with a 25-cent hot dog and then asks for a receipt so he can write it off. (laughs) That was the best (laughs) moment of the show for me. And I wish there were more places. I guess they're like a food truck kind of thing. Yeah, they're a food truck. But, like, yeah, I love the little hot dog Oh, man, that was hilarious. (laughs) This person says, somebody told me that fine. Oh, my God, that's a novel. Yeah, Maybe we should skip that one. Okay, I'm going to give you just the basic rundown. I, I chose it specifically okay. because it was just as long as the upper crust guy, yeah. but both of them really liked showing off their vocabulary. Oh and it was my very, God. like, cerebral, oh, like, please. deconstruction of Columbo. And I'm like, people like to show off their intelligence right. with Columbo. Either negatively yeah. or, or I guess the first guy wasn't so much intelligence, but you wanted to show up as well. He's like, if I were on that show, Columbo <laughs> would be after me. He would never catch me. I'm so brilliant. It was basically <laughs> written by a Columbo villain. Yeah, I know. And this other person just was like, uh, just it, it was just funny to me, but it's really long. That's why I was. Yeah, that's super long. Uh, so I'll give you these two quick ones. Okay. Peter Falk is a legend. Yeah. Uh, this is by Lord of the Thundercats. Ooh, nice. Uh, written recently. Thundercats, ho. A year ago. If I could give this 20 stars, I would. My favorite detective show. Peter Falk is an absolute legend. Mark Ruffalo would make a great Columbo if they ever decided to remake Reboot It. They're not wrong. Bring Back Columbo by Ursula J says, I love all of Columbo's. I am watching them on Netflix. I would love to see Mark Ruffalo come back <laughs> Columbo. Oh, my God. I love this thread of people just like casting Mark Ruffalo. Multiple reviews are like, Mark Ruffalo. This is four years earlier than the other one. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Like, Mark Ruffalo really needs to get on this. Got money in the bank. That's great. Um, I think he would make a great Columbo, and I think he even looks like him. He can play the part well. I know nobody can replace Peter Falk. Which you I- know, Mark Ruffalo would make actually a really good Columbo. <laughs> because this time, You're though. You're one of these people. Yeah, this time, though, he's he's kind of adorable. So he wouldn't be so, like, annoyingly pushy, yeah, I don't think. I don't. Because th- he's too nice to be annoyingly pushy. Yeah, I can't see Mark Ruffalo as ever being a jerk. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he could probably be a little. Let's talk about Mark Ruffalo for a minute. <laughs> I think he could be a little out of touch. I think right. he, he strikes me as that character, but like a well-intentioned. He's yeah. the type of person who would sing John Lennon's Imagine to help people get through COVID-19. <sighs> oh, my God. Like, I can't believe that was a thing. Like, like there there's a good intention maybe there. Is there? Although I really do think it was viral marketing for Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. But I understand, like, he... I don't know. I think I think he he just does dumb. He says dumb things. Yeah, I think he. But I think, I think he would do good, and I think he would bring in a, a, a real cuteness. Yeah, to I think Columbo. so. I think I think he could do a good Columbo. Yeah. I'm with these people. I'm with these people. But I would like to see the show come back with Mark Ruffalo <laughs> playing Columbo. Does anyone out there agree with me? I love all the shows. I wish there were more to see. Netflix does not show any of the later shows, so I am disappointed with that. Well, get yourself some Peacock. My favorite episode. But you'll never watch the ending of any of the episodes. (laughs) You're never going to get resolution. (laughs) Ever. Ever. (laughs) Is it Tude and Black? I also like the episodes with Jack Cassidy. Hey! Hey! He comes back? Yeah, there are multiple Are there Jack- multiple Jack Cassidy? Maybe he comes back in like a Hannibal Lecter's way. <laughs> and Robert Culp. Everyone should watch the movie Now You See Me and Zodiac starring Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, calm down with your Mark Ruffalo obsession. <laughs> and see if he reminds you of Peter Falk. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. There's a very specific subset of Columbo fans. Wow. Slash Mark Ruffalo. There's a Venn <laughs> yeah. diagram going on. They here. already have some fanfic of Columbo and <laughs> Columbo. Mark Ruffalo just like Peter Falk. Falk. Just, just going out. one more thing. <laughs> just one more thing. Get the loop. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, um, so we we like the show. We like the show. I think it's 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 fun in that way. It, yeah. In that kind of dumb sort of way. Yeah. That, again, Murder, She Wrote, Magna mm-hmm. P.I., like in that, it hits that. It, it I don't know that it's a really good detective series. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know because Peacock... Cut off the ending. Cut off the ending. Maybe it was brilliant. And Peacock blocked us. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make that a thing, guys. <laughs> Hashtag Peacock block. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think it's enjoy. It hits that itch that, yeah. like, 
I, I have fun talking about right. it and how dumb it is yeah. in that same way we had. But how also show. fun and clever it is. It is, it, yeah. But it's not un, unwell written. It's not unwell written? <laughs> I love your word mystery. Yeah, exactly. I'm a regular Shakespeare. Yes. I'm a regular George Bernard Shaw. <laughs> well, you I... don't have a writing shed, so maybe that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to have a sex cabin, though. <laughs> I want a sex cabin. Yeah. I think that sounds I, I really think cool. Every, I, think... I want a sex cabin on the lake. Yeah. Who doesn't? Exactly. Yeah, but it has to be clean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so Ken goes to the sex cabin, and he immediately sees a couch with plastic over it. The only piece of furniture covered in plastic where this guy is like, why don't you sit there? <laughs> Please sit on this, my most used piece yeah. of furniture. I pee on it. That's why there's plastic on it. <laughs> my one male visitor. <laughs> So um, I think 100% this should go to series. I would have approved it then. I'd approve it now with Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Whose dad is Peter Falk. And sometimes he goes to him. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Because then he could have gone to him for, like, investigation advice, you know, as, like, like, an Easter egg. Jr.? Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. I like it. But, yeah, I I think it absolutely should go to series. I, I thought it was great. Piloting the Pilots releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found, I think. And if you have a moment and feel like rating and reviewing, that'd be great. We'd love you for it. Mm-hmm. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals, or even what you think we should watch. Yeah. Columbo was uh, requested. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. this was a request from mm-hmm. a uh, yeah. listener. Yeah. We will absolutely. And yes, don't worry. We will be watching Sex in the City because apparently it's super popular <laughs> and our <laughs> listeners want us to watch it. I have heard people say that we should have watched Sex in the City rather than The Kissing Booth. <laughs> I think I think they're right. I think, <laughs> I think, I think that's right. a good point. I think we would have at least gotten. You know, past we've never years. given up on a movie before. Now I do want ever. To... That was the first one that utterly destroyed me. I do want to say one of our listeners beat your challenge and finished the kissing booth. No. Gave it one star on Letterboxd. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't give it lower stars. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so we do have at least one listener. Okay. Who who who, who killed, managed who to get through it. it. Wow. She did it. Wow, why? I don't know. Why would you do that to yourself? And she also pointed out that Kissing Booth 3 mm-hmm. will be filming partially in South Africa. So if you can wonder <laughs> how that's going to work out. <laughs> the oh globe trotting, the international hit, The Kissing Booth. Oh, I can't with that. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, next week. What will we be watching next week? Oh, right, because I've made some changes. You've made some changes, and you're actually bringing in a show that I really, really, really want to watch. But not next week. It's not next week. Next week, we are going to be watching... Originally, we were going to do MacGyver, but then I figured that wasn't really a detective show. It's more of an action-adventure yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we are going to be doing The Glades. Yay! I love The Glades. Do you still think you love The Glades? Do you think it holds up? You know, you know, it's not like you've watched. You probably haven't watched it in that's years. True. So. That's true. And things mm. have changed a lot. Things have definitely changed a lot. Yeah, I used to be a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and now I'm just like Mr. Groucho. <laughs> Groucho Marx. <laughs> Does that make me <laughs> check out? <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a show that you have seen. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen bits of. Yeah, I think you've just seen bits. I've watched the whole thing. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't. I remember think there's only really. like ten episodes. I think it's really fascinating with these shows that came out like maybe ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Just how much we've come along as a society. Yeah. Like things that were still sort of okay then would not fly today. Yeah, so I yeah, think exactly. it's going to be interesting watching this with 2021 eyes versus mm. whenever this came out. I may hate it. I really you, hope I don't. Do you want me to pick something else? Maybe, wanna, because I, I want to remember liking it. Do you want to keep that that feeling? Do you want to do MacGyver? Yeah, let's do the new MacGyver instead. Oh, the new MacGyver? Oh, you want to do the old MacGyver? Yeah. Okay, let's do the old MacGyver. Is that on Peacock, though? Because we won't be able to watch the ending. I believe it is available somewhere. Okay. Because I, I had it on the list, so. Well, it's got to be CBS All Access, then. It, it might be CBS. It's got to be CBS. It's, it's either CBS or, <laughs> or Peacock or something. <laughs> Better not be Peacock. I'm I am so, so angry. angry with them. Oh, why don't you give the show, though, that I really want to watch? Oh, yeah. Okay, so this, this I'll give people the rundown of our next few episodes, yeah. actually. 
we are going to be doing next. We will be okay. We won't do the glades then. Okay. God, yeah, I, I guess I don't want you to like. No, we can do the glades. We'll do the glades. I don't want to also live in ignorance either. Exactly. Maybe you need to confront it. Yeah, maybe. We we rewatched uh, uh, Farscape and it turned out just fine. That's yeah. a twenty year old show. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. So so yeah, I think I think we should do the glades. Okay. I think we should. Okay. I think you need to confront this head on. Yeah. Are we going to burn notice? Eventually, we probably will do Burn Notice. And we'll see how that one holds up. Because I like that one, too. The one thing I always remember about Burn Notice is they always ate the yogurt. Oh, it was all yogurt all the time. And then one day, you and I were like, I, I mean, I didn't really watch I watched that probably as much as I watched the Glades. Like, bits yeah. of it. And I went online and I looked up, like, why yogurt? Why are mm-hmm. they always eating yogurt? And, like, <laughs> and someone had asked that question online and the reply was, if you have to ask that question, you're not a real Burn Notice fan. <laughs> like, wow, rabid well, fans. I'm assuming it's just because they're spies and they need something quick and full yeah. of uh, kind of protein, protein, and easy on the go. Yeah, easy, yeah. fast thing. But it was just really funny how how unhelpful they were. It's wow, just, like, it's just so mean. Like yeah. you don't even deserve this. <laughs> you don't deserve Burn Notice. <laughs> so yeah. So next week we're going to be doing the Glades. Then the following week. We are going to do, and we're going to have to get a uh, free preview of this okay. station. We're going to be watching a show called Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Yes! Which I believe is a 2021 show. Yes! Which is on PBS Masterpiece. Oh, The Glades uh-huh. is on Hulu. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then our in-flight movie, this is fun for you. Okay. <laughs> oh, I hope it's still available because when I made this list. We're going to watch Eyewitness. Do you remember Eyewitness? The one with Harrison Ford. No, that's Witness. No, <laughs> Eyewitness was one of the movies that was like, we did a long time ago. It was like, I think it might have been Magnum She Wrote period, and we were going to do it as like one of our... our oh, our, because it was a, it had Tom Selleck in it. No, it has Sigourney Weaver in it. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God, and we couldn't find it anywhere. We were going to watch it for like, okay. and I think that's when we ended up doing like Hawaii Five O or something. Because we couldn't find it because it wasn't available. Well, it was available, so I was like... Oh, okay. All right. Well, now, watch... now I don't think we should do it. Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, well, I'll find something else. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do No, we'll, we'll do Eyewitness. <laughs> but I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about. Oh, well, maybe you should listen to our episodes. You know, I just might so that I know what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, so we will see you next week for The Glades. Love you. Love you. Bye. You smell my butt. <laughs>